I feel I owe everybody an apology. Why? I have to apologise. <laughs> not that I named them, I didn't call them out, but I named the last episode of the podcast Not So Smart Locks. Oh, when yes. It, when, when it turns you, out that, yeah, Installer um, error. Installer error. Well, yeah, no, installer error. I'm going to hold my hands up <laughs> and say that uh, the locks were working absolutely fine. And actually, they're pretty smart. They're, they're, oh, I'm, I'm quite impressed with them. They look really... Touch wood. Really, really good. My only concern is battery life, I think. Yeah, we've got to keep an eye on battery life, um, definitely, because there's some that are already showing 50% battery life. Four double um, A's in each one, isn't it? Yeah, they're rechargeable. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. But they are pretty smart. It's a pretty cool solution. Good. So really um, cool. I will, I'm will. i prepared to name them now and say new key. We're using new key smart locks. Mm -hmm. um, so um, apologies for uh, getting frustrated in the last episode. It was entirely my error for um, using the wrong back plate and installing them incorrectly on the door. That's essentially why they didn't work. Um, <laughs> Um, they are working fine. They are really clever. They seem to be a great solution. So the thing with smart locks, though, is they are um, entirely stress-free until that one moment when they're not. If they glitch out or, or, or something happens, it's, it's then trickier sometimes. To, although you have remote access, it's trickier to solve the problem than if you could just send someone to some keys. Yeah. So we know from experience, don't we, to have a backup. Yeah, absolutely. And also the thing I like about these is I think, am I right in thinking you can actually view the battery life online? Yeah, so you've we, got remote access. Yeah, to, so, to, and also yeah. we can, if we do have any problematic guests or we've got concerns over security or anything like that, well, we do change the locks anyway, but we can actually change them instantly, can't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So you can generate fresh codes for every single step by syncing it with our channel manager or we can um, uh, yeah as you said we can change it uh, instantly and manually if, if we have any concerns yeah, so no they look like they're working great so and we'll no keep an keys eye on that. to lose this is like one of those long-term test drives you know where people keep cars for a long time and then report back so we'll report <laughs> back on on how they work like um, top gear challenge yeah and I never thought when we got started doing this um, six or seven years ago, when we first got into property seven years ago, um, that we'd be inter interviewing hairdressers, which is what we're, so we're both doing. So excited about this one. Are you? Well, I'm not. Well, it's it's just, not in my comfort zone. No, but well, it's not in my comfort zone. But whenever have I stayed in my comfort zone, zero times. So you're interviewing somebody on Monday. Yeah. I'm interviewing someone on Thursday. This is around um, leasing our salon space at Eaton House Hotel. Quite excited about it, really. Thankfully, do you think they'll do nails? Because I lost, really do my nails. Thankfully, done. we've been lost without her. But Jenna is, uh, has a background <laughs> in um, hairdressing. And so she's been able to guide us <laughs> on trip, yeah. rates and expectations of the industry and the kind of questions we should be answering um asking. It, uh, sorry asking yeah but it does it does help us to have somebody on site at yeah. the hotel to bring a bit of life to the building and maybe just keep an eye on things a little bit so um we, we, which again as always with all these things it's just gonna be about finding the right person exactly. i was just about to say that because you, you mentioned yesterday when we were chatting about it briefly that we need to be able to strike a rapport yeah and i think that's so important because this is the first hotel that we're, we're opening that does have a, a really lovely, big, welcoming space. So we yeah. need to make sure that that space, you know, is welcoming to all our guests as well as potential hairdressing clients uh, and everything else. It's, it's a great it's little really setup, isn't model. it? They've got a lovely little salon. It's only mm. small. It's a one-person salon. Two, two straight uh, one three chairs. Bosch, one back wash. I'm learning the yeah, terms now. Two, two straight three chairs. with, But they've got essentially free access to our lobby as a waiting yeah. area and to the sort of um, guest toilet. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity. And we have got some people interested. So um, 
essentially we'll see how it goes right well you know if it earns some decent money for a space that size fantastic if it doesn't or if it proves to be problematic it will probably become an ensuite bathroom ultimately so we will just keep an eye on that but um at this stage it's just adding to the overall income for the property so that's uh well, something different Absolutely. again. So what have we got in store for everybody in this episode? Well, we've got an update on the Booking.com payment saga. As well payment saga. As a, don't give it away, as well Sorry. as a progress update on Eaton House Hotel, which is almost ready to receive our first guests. And we also catch up with Kim on how her week has been, and it's a fiery one. So you're <laughs> going to want to stay tuned for that one. Shall we get started? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? We're, we're going to be open for guests yeah, by the end of the week. Yeah, hopefully open for guests by the end of the week. I think if um, hotel opening and hotel success is proportionally related to the amount of miles that we drive, this one's going to be a magic winner because we are up and down that M5. Have you started? <laughs> yeah, twice oh, a I week. We yeah. No, no, no. Oh, See okay. how natural I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed, touch wood. I think we're pretty safe in saying end of this week, uh, at the weekend probably, the calendar will be open open for Eaton House Hotel for people to book. That doesn't mean to say that people will be flooding through the doors, although that would be nice, but the calendar will be open by that stage, I think. Um, And I think I I said all along, didn't I? Middle of August? I'm pretty sure I said middle of August all this time. You mentioned middle of July, but we'll let that go. I'm pretty sure. You know, you get those people on Facebook who are constantly, you know, whether it's interest rate changes, inflation, they're constantly claiming that they predicted it. I'm going to claim that I predicted (laughs) middle of August we were open for guests. But we've got last minute, some really last minute now, bits and pieces and snags, and we've got to fit the smart lock to the front door and a couple of handyman jobs. Uh, that are getting finished off um, by the wonderful Ian yeah Ian's done an amazing job he's been a bit of a lifesaver hasn't he Mm, Um, which is great Um, so what's been happening this week we've had the plumber there um, has been working hard to put the um, the bathroom into the upstairs flat so the new bathroom suite yeah but it's funny that I have to say this because um, this property you know talking to the electricians and the plumbers it is just a model of how not to refurb your property. Not and this, by us. No, not by us, I hasten to add. But it seems that, that Yeovil has um, a problem with water pressure. So, you know, the water, every single sink, every single bathroom has its own separate pump to increase the pressure. But then there's switches that connect to something else that nobody knows what they do. And then you turn on a tap and then something Secondary else pumps. stops working. Yeah, yeah, all sorts. Um, Basically, I, I don't know whether it's a Yeovil thing. Maybe that's a factor. I do I do know that when they converted, the previous owners converted it from a care home into a hotel, um, 
they never invested really in upgrading the services in terms of the mm. water supply and that sort of thing. So it really, uh, it's got. just been bolted on, hasn't it? And like you say, every sink runs off a pump and then there's secondary pumps for the hot water and just, um, you know, uh, everything we try to avoid in a refurb in terms of the number of moving pieces that could potentially oh, yeah. go wrong. I mean, wrong. it just highlights how well the Madison does because the Madison's been up and running now for a year and Touchwood, Mark Cook and his team did a fabulous job. We haven't, I don't mean Touchwood, Mark Cook, I mean Touchwood, we haven't had any issues really. No. We've no. had a winter, we've had a summer, we're 98% fully occupied, so yeah. it's been stress tested. So I think that just shows the difference between actually taking a refurb right back to brick and bolting on, doesn't it? Which wasn't an option in this case. You know, we, oh, know we um, you know, obviously we haven't, actually bought the property yet we're leasing so we have to be realistic it may be that we make some wholesale changes a mm. bit further down the line but what's what else has been going on so the plumber's been the main thing ian's been there um you know putting jeff, last jeff minute. popped down and oh that was bizarre yeah. wasn't it so 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 jeff from blue sky so we have a um a managed uh wi-fi service um who do a fantastic job um we managed to almost entirely avoid ever having to sit on the phone to the likes of virgin media or um who else other providers virgin. are available um yeah. and um you know they they look after everything remotely and if we do very rarely get an issue with internet outage or slow speeds 99 percent of the time they can sort that out at the click of a button remotely by mm. by just logging really into the the system um we have to pay a reasonable amount to get that sort of infrastructure installed but beyond that um it's really not that much more yeah. expensive and it's than worth a normal its weight line. In gold. it really is um so they those guys came down because obviously we've got this delay to the wi-fi where um basically it's gone round and round in circles between the installers between bt open reach and obviously our team and um they were under the misconception that they needed to put traffic lights out not which, our team the yeah installation uh, essentially team. bt wasn't it who clearly did a desktop survey of this on google maps which doesn't show the private driveway which is actually where they're going to have to dig a hole um and they assumed it was on the main preston road and they gave us a date of the first of september which would be a shocker um however um, so Jeff turned up uh, and morning. Ants turned up on Wednesday morning to basically fit a temporary solution, a 5G router, hook that up to the existing access points um, so that we've got something up and running for guests when they arrive. And bizarrely, as they were there, <laughs> a BT Openreach van turns up completely unannounced. Yeah. Uh, we weren't expecting them at, Not all. at all. And they, they put the bollards up and they start digging a hole in the driveway. So um, massive hole, by the way. Uh, you know, and I said to Jeff, they could have claimed that, couldn't they? They could have said, oh yeah, we arranged for this to happen, but uh, they were just as surprised as we were. <laughs> um, very bizarre. Um, unfortunately, they have now left us with a whopping great hole in the driveway um, and didn't come back the following day to complete the job <laughs> and, and fill it. So we're slightly um, left up in the air as to what's happening yeah. with that. Yeah, we? so we need to you know, reach out and find out when this is going to be hooked up and the hole filled in and all traffic, you know, health and safety taken away. But I think it's worth telling the listeners what we've been up to this week while we've been down there. Because again, we've been down there for most of the week and you kind of think, what have we actually been doing? But it's useful to understand a, a lot of the detail and the, the little jobs that are required oh, yeah. for this final deadline of getting it ready for the guests. And so my main focus has been at Smart Locks 
finally having got to grips with those i'm going around installing them and syncing them up with the keypads but it's it's little little things like going around testing all the televisions yeah checking the remotes work which inevitably some of them don't have you know some of the tv aerial cables seem to be knackered um do we need new batteries in the remotes are they all hooked up to the wi-fi i mean that in itself you're going around 14 15 televisions mm. that that takes a good couple of hours yeah. to go through and do all of that yeah i met with the a linen company and yep. sort of a, you know silly things like you know um i've got to, this, the storage space is brilliant in the hotel i've got the storage room downstairs where i can keep all things like um consumables if you like and cleaning materials um again these all have to be labeled up and i've got to make sure i've got enough stock to get us up and running and you know get going um we've also got two storage linen storage rooms upstairs so again it's ordering the linen labeling all the sh i mean it sounds ridiculous but it's you just know the process so you they, know if you've got understand. if you've got beds that have king duvets on them the last thing you want is your team of cleaners to go in and take a pile of double duvets because there's nothing more frustrating when you're on your 10th bed and you discover the duvet doesn't fit so we try to make everything as seamless and as easy as possible for the people we work with so that our guests have the best experience they can possibly have as well and, and going around and one of my biggest jobs was going around and replenishing all the tea and coffee and biscuits that i've basically been eating as i've been going around doing all these jobs <laughs> so it's all those like mark said it's it's all those little things that you know sometimes when you're doing this for the first time you, you genuinely forget yeah, and it's just, it all mounts up, doesn't it? It's all the small oh, jobs. cutlery trays. Cutlery trays, making sure that, we, you know. Salt and pepper, I have forgotten that. The layout of the kitchens all makes sense because you noticed that a couple of times um, kettles and coffee machines were very close to plug sockets, yeah. which is clearly a safety hazard, so things needed to get reorganised, but then they're not close enough to plug sockets. So, yeah, it's all of these little details, looking at it from an experienced eye in terms of operating, but also from a guest perspective to yeah. make it as user-friendly as possible. And I, and I try and go around when I am making teas and coffees for people, I try and use a different room so that I'm actually having that guest experience of making a cup of tea. And a couple of times I found that the kettle we've got in the room for rooms that don't have sinks is actually too big to go under the tap. So either we get a smaller kettle or put a water jug in there and then hopefully guests will work out that they need to use the water jug to fill up the kettle. It's, it's all those little things that when you go and stay somewhere you might find a slight annoyance and hopefully we've sort of preempted that and, and, and ticked the box for guest experience it's it's testing everything as well yeah. isn't it we've we've we manage properties for landlord clients who maybe it's their first project um like this and you know it turns out that they they never actually ran the showers yes. you know <laughs> after which you could say was the the, the the plumber's job or the installer's job but ultimately the buck stops here so going around and testing every single thing too so i've had to go around and test all the doors do they all does the does the latch sit within the keep because if it doesn't then the lock won't go that the bolts won't go across from the smart lock properly so it's you know we've had to get all the fire door closers tested mm. um so we've got a, a, an actual fire company have come out consultancy company have come out to test all the all the fire door closers it's all of these bits and pieces that go into it i'll tell you what we also did which was cool um we so our um the the, the lady that runs the cleaning company that we're using zoe mm. um they also own a gym yeah um in yeovil so we went to visit their gym didn't we had we a good did. look yeah. around yeah, fitness yeovil gym. fantastic um fantastic facility and um 
we have come up with an arrangement with those guys very similar to what we have for our service departments in the Midlands, whereby we um, purchase a couple of rotating memberships. And that will mean that um, our guests effectively have access to a complimentary gym membership whilst they stay with us. Not on site. It's a, it's a, what would you say, five minute drive? Slightly Most more. places are five minutes from you. Five to seven minute drive, maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it's a great little selling point, and um, I don't understand why more people don't do it, but I'm happy they don't. Um, it's going to allow us uh, another little um, edge over any competition yeah, in the area. It's a great, um, Jim. I can't, can't wait to try it myself. But also, I, I, I like that side of it. I know you do as well, this idea of linking with local businesses yeah. and creating win-wins. Um, obviously, it helps them grow their membership base, their exposure. Um, you know, they who knows, they may get sort of memberships out of it but mm. um apart from anything else it creates you know a bustling atmosphere with people coming and yeah it was great that they they showed the foresight as well to to recognize the opportunity mm. there and that's that's going to be a cool addition yeah, isn't it, is, it? It is. and it might even make joseph come down a bit more often uh, once we get wi-fi in the gym he's there yeah <laughs> all, all, all of our all of this has been possible this week um because Danielle has been feverishly working hard behind the scenes at listing all of the properties. Yeah. So this is her first time listing. That's that's always been something that I have done within the business. And um, so I spent a few weeks in the lead up to this, a few weeks, she doesn't need a few weeks, I spent a few days training Danielle in uh, the ins and outs, uh, the dark art of listing properties on Airbnb and booking.com. So she's been working away at that and getting them all listed, ready to go, which has been a massive weight off our shoulders. Mm, yeah. no, you've always, you've hugely valued this, haven't you? Well, it's, it's, it's always... Well, we wouldn't be listing this weekend, put it that way, because obviously, you know, we've been there all week doing all of that stuff. It's not like I've been able to hole up anywhere with the laptop and, and start mm. writing listings, which does take time um, to know that that's going on in the background. Yeah, and occasionally, brilliant. you know, I'll get the, the odd question, not many, but I can just give her a nudge in one way or the other. It makes a massive, massive difference. And, and we know now that pretty much this weekend, I'm going to be able to switch on at least most of those listings to that's be so ready to book from... Um, hopefully next weekend, but certainly we can open the calendar from the end of August and start getting those bookings coming yeah, in. Yeah. Um, we've got a photographer coming on Monday to do some last-minute snaps. There's just a few bits that were missed, weren't there? So they're coming yeah, to do. Yeah, there was a couple of kitchens that weren't quite ready and bits and bobs that weren't quite yeah. ready for Abby and the team. So so, so we got a Abby's um, uh, pulled out all the stops. Has got another photographer coming along on Monday. So you're going down late Sunday night yeah. for that. And uh, I'm going down on Thursday just to pick up any last bits, Thursday, Friday, make sure that all the workmen have left the, the, the place nice and tidy. <laughs> get, and, um, get your duster out. Yeah, Touchwood will be ready to go. And um, we, we're obviously interviewing hairdressers, as we said at the start. So by the end of the week, maybe we'll even have the salon rented out as well, which would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It feels like ages since we last caught up with Kim, doesn't it? Should, oh, God, it does, yeah. Should we give her a call to see what she's been up to? Yeah, yeah, let's. Our team, are, they're so hardworking, oh. aren't they? So resilient. We very rarely hear from them day I know, to day. and they are such an amazing team. I mean, you know, whenever we pop to a property that we've got, whether it be in the Midlands or the South, I am just, I just feel privileged that we work with such a, 
amazing group of people. And, you know, hats off to anybody that pulls on those marigolds, gets out your mop and bucket, lugs Henry Hoover, because, yeah. God, it's frustrating when it's Henry Hoover work. doesn't reach up the stairs. It's hard work <laughs> and big shout out to everybody that's delivering oh, at the front line yeah. for us and, and for everybody else out there. Um, they just get on with it and they deliver to such a high standard so consistently. Yeah, they so, do. They really do. And they can't hide behind anything because quite often you will bump into guests you know, when you're doing this sort of thing. So not only do they have a tremendously physically hard job to do, but, you know, quite often, I mean, you know, we've had the occasion where we've had to step in for cleaners. And I remember cleaning a toilet, you know, with the guests hanging over me saying, oh, don't forget that bit. And you just got to suck it up, haven't you? And smile and, and everything else. So I yeah, just want to... it's a tough job. They do an amazing yeah. job. So let, let's let's get on with it. Let's, let's give Kim a ring yeah. and see what she's been up yeah, to. absolutely. Hi Kim, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, all right, thank you. Yes, I think it's soggy. It's been soggy. it's been a bit of a week, hasn't it? What on earth are we going to talk about? Oh, we got too where much. Did we start? <laughs> you jinxed yeah. it, Kim. You jinxed it last week. You said, "Oh, it's been quite quiet this week. There's not been too much going on." Yeah, I've had like three weeks of rubbish <laughs> in yeah. this one yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. It, I apologise literally... now if I do swear. It's uh, oh. it's been. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm definitely going to be ticking the parental guidance box on this episode. I think for yeah. been one of those weeks, but yeah. we've had. Um, do you do you think this guest we've had this week trumps all of them? I, th- I think it's coming absolutely. pretty close, right? I, oh, I absolutely. Yeah, I, I've missed all this, so I'm quite intrigued. Basically, because I fell asleep and missed well, all of it really didn't i yeah well oh. we were down at eating oh. house trying to get, get all of that ready so um poor danielle oh. um uh, yeah. and and poor yourself and your team but but poor danielle taking the brunt of the communication side on this one and um so i feel um i feel frustrated i feel cross for her i feel cross for you and, and your team um for myself, I find that it, when you get a guest to this level of delusion, I, I stop caring after a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if, if a guest is rational and, yeah. you know, they, they've had an okay time, but they've clearly they've had a few issues that maybe we could have done better, then we're absolutely all over yeah, that. I like to think we really are. Whereas yeah, when it gets to this level, you just sort of go, do you know what? This is just... There is no pleasing you. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we're, we're teasing people enough. Let, let's let Kim. Let's yeah, let let's Kim bring, bring you up to speed <laughs> yeah. with with what's been happening. So tell us tell us the story. Right. Well, um, a particular this this one guest was supposed to be um, in a room she booked for three nights. Yeah. Um, she apparently didn't turn up on the first night, but the second night. Um, she went to her room, she went to check in, and she said her door was on the latch yeah. when she got there. Um, she said that she just went in, dropped her bags off, and went out for dinner. Um, and then when she came back at around half past 10, so this is a good five hours after dropping her bags off, she then went back into her room, and she's she's assuming that somebody's been in her room. Yeah. Um, she's says that the that the shower was dirty that there was hairs in the bed that somebody had slept in the bed she also in her first communication said that the tv remote was missing um and that was the biggest red flag for me i just thought well that that is really weird so Mm. we we take videos of every room once we've cleaned it so i went back to the video paused it when i could see the tv remote was there 
Yeah. So I sent that to Danielle, circling the TV remote. Yeah. Okay, well, this is us. You know, we have cleaned this room. You can yeah. see the shiny shower. You can see the TV remote there. The bed is fresh. Yeah. Um, and then we got a um, <laughs> we got a video back from the guest, um, and it was just completely unjustified. Everything she was saying was completely unjustified. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, because this happened quite late at night, so the next morning I went down there myself. Um, Danielle had already moved her into an, um, a second room just to keep the peace that night. Yeah. Um, it did look like somebody had been in there. Yeah. But bearing in mind, she had booked for the previous night. We have yeah. no way of knowing whether it was her who stayed there or not. Yeah. This is right, the thing. I'm thinking that when you pointed out to her that there's CCTV in the communal areas, she looked um, visibly oh, unsettled by that. Absolutely. Yeah. She she went pale. She was just like completely shocked. And then she said a very, very bizarre sentence. I did not give my permission for my facial features yeah. to be used and collected for your data. Yeah. Which actually like, who says that in response to CCTV. I know. And and technically she has um, through signing and terms and conditions, conditions yeah. and our associated GDPR policy and everything else. So in actual yeah. fact, she has given permission for that. And we make it very clear on the listings because I'm just sorry, I'm interrupting, but it's a good point to jump on that. Um, if you're going to have CCTV at the property, you have to make sure it's clear in the listings, which it absolutely is at that property. So no, no issues on that front. But yeah, there, there was there was. That was the start and the whole TV remote thing was the start of a few alarm bells and red flags ringing for us, I think, weren't there? Yes. Yeah. So the CCTV monitor is in the building um, and the cupboard is quite close to her room. So as I went in there and I said, well, I'm just going to check CCTV just to make yeah. sure. And I was like, I can change the door code for you um, yeah. and I can wipe out any other codes that are on there. So we know that it's just your code on there. There's no yeah. staff code at this point. You are totally safe if I change this. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I do not want you. I'm refusing to let you change my code for my room. This is my home for my stay. I'm refusing to let you change the lock. And you are not to be looking at the CCTV. I'm refusing. I'm refusing. She said multiple times, I'm refusing to let you look at the CCTV. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Here we go then. Yeah. So. There's something yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she's mentioned that she feels unsafe. I've given her the two options that I've got on hand right there and then to make her feel safe, put her at ease. And she's yeah. refusing point blank to let me do either option. Yeah. And I I, I find it strange because this isn't the end of the story yet, but I find it no. strange that as yet we're still waiting, but as yet um, I'm not aware there's been any requests for a refund or, or anything like that. Um, I have. Have you seen the review? Yes, about yeah. ten minutes ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't face. know. If, I didn't know if you'd had it yet, but oh, um, no. I, I saw it, the review. Is it? It's long. It's comprehensive. Yeah. Um, it's completely false and um, full of full of falsehoods. And and um, I'm going to have fun going back on that one. Um, Danielle's yeah. already sent me her response to various bits and pieces. <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah. so, and, and uh, unfortunately, um, with. Booking.com in particular, the only comeback we have is to reply to the review. I have already um you flagged it up. I've reported you? the guests for misconduct. I did that on the first night. Oh. Um so they Great. were already, yeah, they were already flagged up because I wanted to get get in first, as it were. Um, more around what you'd reported around um abusive language, um yeah, and derogatory for other guests. Derogatory towards staff, derogatory towards guests, racially derogatory language yes. towards other guests. 
um so which um has happened both in person and in writing right yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah she's just a vile vile woman i've never had anything quite to this level before yeah um and just just the language that she was using was just <laughs> it's completely unnecessary really very unjust um you know the the issues that she raised were actually in proportion very minor and we very quick fixes but she's yeah. dragged this on herself from her actions it's I, really I thought, simple and and it's interesting because in that review for example she um she describes our customer service as atrocious oh. despite the fact that she um called the emergency line at 10 p.m. Um, and the emergency line at that time goes through to messaging. Basically, that that doesn't ring anyone. It's not like we've had, we've got a twenty four seven person sat at a reception desk. So it, it it comes through as a message, and then um, Danielle responded. I think ten thirty two. Oh, good. Grief. And bearing in mind the emergency in question was essentially amounted to there's a hair on my bed and the toilet roll holder is loose. Yes, that that was what she was classing at that stage as an, an emergency. Um, I'm glancing at my phone because I'm trying to find the message that you forwarded to Danielle somewhere about the comment she made about the other guests. I can't find it now. I'll try and yeah. dig it out. But she said something about oh, something about um, wasn't she? Had always stayed in a five yeah, star she, hotel. She said she's used to yes. staying at um, five star hotels. She's an angry at herself for staying in a hovel like this with the excrement of society. Oh, that's exactly what she said. That's yeah, pretty the much a direct, direct quote, isn't it? Um, yes, it this is. This is the level of human being that that we're dealing with, and this is people that are trying to help. You know, we yeah. had people around. We had Danielle dealing with it within half an hour. We had. Um, cleaners around first thing in the morning to essentially, you know, put right a room that was um, that was that was clean, you know, that that was that yeah. was clean to the appropriate standard. Um, didn't she then stick her head into a cleaning cupboard or something and have a go at one of your cleaners or something? Yes. Yeah, so there was three occasions that she um, had a go at me, and one of times she was actually physical with me. Um, <gasps> oh, she, no. she dragged me into the bathroom and pushed me down on my shoulders and tilted my head up and said, "Look, if you look at this angle, there is a smear there. There's a smear there." She said, "Either you are using a filthy cloth, or you just don't care." Now, which is it? Oh, Kim, <laughs> I had no and idea. I didn't it know that. So, um, for what it's worth, because there will be no. Absolutely no support from booking.com for hosts whatsoever, but I'm going to go back again knowing that. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm definitely going to go back because actually they need to be made aware of that um, for what it's worth. They won't care, but um, I'm definitely going to do that. Absolutely. Oh, Kim, it's, I'm so sorry. I, oh. Yeah, it's just, it, I get really frustrated and really I'm going to get emotional now. I mean, it's just yeah. this one woman out of all the hundreds and hundreds of guests that we look after, this one person and this horrendous attitude that she has. And it, yeah. I mean, I haven't slept properly for the past couple of days because I've just been so petrified about this review and thinking that it's going to impact on future yeah. bookings, future guests. And, you know, it just... Oh, it's just people just jump on the bandwagon, don't they? They yeah, see a negative yeah. re review and think, oh, you know, maybe maybe if she got a if she got a refund for mm. saying that the the shower screen was was smeared or whatever, yeah, then they're just going to jump on the bandwagon and just 
Um, yeah, there is there is that sort of, down, there is it? that sort of culture I think within within the industry and within booking.com in particular but um I know it's easier said than done we've particularly for you guys who are now frontline yeah. dealing with people like this and 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 having to actually experience that kind of abuse there's no other word for it really um it's completely unacceptable um you know i i would say to you and i've already said to danielle that you know we need to just park it and move on i mean ultimately we we mustn't allow this one guest this one guest to bully us to um to sort of create a shadow over what is otherwise um you know most of our guests are, are, are lovely so we mustn't allow them to affect us emotionally yeah yeah yeah, and 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 I and I can see how upset you are, and I can totally understand where you're from. I would be exactly the same, and I feel so bad for you because it's it's just awful. You know, I had two team members there, so I did put myself in the firing line because at the end of the day, I am the head housekeeper, and it. I did put myself in the firing line to, yeah, yeah. save them from getting this treatment. Yeah. It's just. Ultimately, ultimately, you know, the woman's got issues. Um, you know, yeah. I guess we don't know what's going on in her life, but that doesn't excuse her behaving like that to other people. And, you know, it's just it's just bizarre that that was her attitude from the moment that she arrived. Um, yeah. You know, that, and that's what makes me suspicious is around the fact that she was clearly gunning for, um, gunning for something. We're still, I think we're yeah. still... Uh, we're still waiting to see this play out, I think, in terms of what what she's actually pushing for here, um, because we've not had a, a request for a refund or anything like that. Yeah, but. and clearly her reaction to the fact that there was CCTV, in my mind, having hear, heard this for the first time, just rings alarm bells. Yeah. She stayed that oh, first. 100%. Of course she stayed yeah. that right. yeah, yeah, 100%. And, yeah. Um, one thing that did make me laugh, I, I think I saw the same video that you did that, uh, um, uh, well, no, you'd have sent the video, wouldn't you? Danielle sent it to me. And um, the one of, no, because it came from the guest. So you would have seen it. I've seen it. The one where she's holding the, the loo roll holder in her hand. <laughs> yeah. Which oh, it's just yeah. made me laugh. And that's at the point I thought, right, we've crossed a line of delusion here because unfortunately the toilet roll holder had come off. Whether it was loose, I don't know. It hadn't been reported. Anyway. It happens. And, you know, we had someone straight away going around to, to sort it. But she was walking around with this loo roll holder in her hands going, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, put it down. Uh, yeah. Put it on the floor. I mean, you know, loo roll still work like, when there's when it's not on a loo roll. That's holder. The thing. So at the start of that video, you can see it's still attached to the wall and she's wobbling it. And then she's wobbling it. And then it comes out of the wall in her hand. It'll do that. Yeah, it'll do that. (laughs) Clearly, we've now got evidence of her actually damaging our property. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you almost feel like we shouldn't be giving this type of guest airtime like this. Um, but that's not what we're doing, clearly. Um, no one knows who the guest is. No one knows where the property is. But ultimately, um, it's uh, it's just an insight into what well, you, very rarely, but we do have to deal, deal with, with people like this with yeah. attitudes, entitled, rude, um, obnoxious kind of attitudes towards towards other people. And yeah. some, like you said, I mean, we haven't even brought up some of the comments she made about other guests 
and um, she claims to have spoken to a couple of other guests in other rooms, and it confirmed that they were exactly the the level of society that she would expect to be staying at a property like this, or or something along those lines. Yes. Was that? yeah. Well, that's the thing. At this point, she'd only been in the building for 12 hours and most of that was overnight. So my concern is, has she then approached guests because she told me their room numbers and she described them racially? Yeah. So I thought to get to the level of, you know, who is staying in what room and you've only been here for a few short hours. That was concerning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway... (laughs) Anyway, um, let's yeah. leave the rest of this for a cliffhanger for when Danielle gets on, because I'm sure that she's going to. <laughs> we should have got both of you on together, shouldn't we? I didn't think about that. <laughs> that would have been fireworks. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah we should have got yeah. Never mind. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry you've had to go through that. It's um, horrible, Kim. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad we've been able to sort of bring this up, though, on, on the podcast, as it were, so, so other people yes. can see, other operators can kind of see the kind of thing that, Unfortunately, it does, to deal with. does come as yeah. part and parcel with, yeah. this, with this industry. Um, but hopefully we can all now draw a line under it. My job now is to go and handle this with Booking.com and to go back and respond to the review in a way that um, highlights to other guests that might be looking at this, how this woman is clearly um, unhinged mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. the, you know, they shouldn't be taking any kind of... Um, credibility from her review whatsoever so i've got that to look forward to today mm, brilliant. <laughs> well i hope the rest of your well i hope you have a nice weekend first of all i hope you manage to chill out Thank a little you. bit this weekend and hopefully the next couple of weeks we uh we, we get back to some sort of normality yeah. and um yeah and you have got a mini break coming up haven't you yes just yes. focus on that focus on that focus on that Yes, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you're going to love that. That'll be that will quite literally blow away the cobweb. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Absolutely. And yeah. don't yeah. and don't do what we did and climb the wrong mountain. We did. We climbed the wrong mountain. Yeah. Whose fault was that? Yours. Oh yeah, it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. It was when it Joe was quite small. It was complete. The, the the summit. Not even the summit. A few hundred yards, completely shrouded in cloud. I got to the car park. There's a mountain in front of me. Clearly, it's Snowden. So we started hiking. I thought I'd climbed Snowden a couple of times by this point, by the way. And I thought, <laughs> this doesn't feel right. This and is- I'm all about asking questions. This and there was this the- random yeah. bloke going up the mountain. I think this doesn't feel right. There should be more I was people. A typical bloke saying, no, don't ask for direction. Don't look. <laughs> no, I was actually going to ask which mountain we were on. Yeah. And when I said, is this Snowden? He looked at me as if I was like. And then laughed. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, God, this isn't Snowden. I, I thought it got. I thought it got very vertical very quickly. Um, we were we were hands and hands and feet uh, pretty quickly. Like crawling and, up. Uh, oh, I thought yeah. that didn't quite make sense. And uh, it was just like uh, it was like a movie. Suddenly the clouds cleared just for <laughs> ten seconds, and I was like, "I think that's Snowden there." Oh, we're on this the one with the train going all the way yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And little kids just walk, uh, trotting up the footpath. And, um, yeah. And Joseph, who was quite small at the time, he was mortified. He burst into tears. Because he did, oh, he'd really to, yeah. built himself up to climb Snowden. We did do it the following yeah, day. To be but fair. the funniest thing is, so we came down this mountain, right? And we get to the bottom, and we just turned around the corner, and there's no joke. There's this massive, great sign, so huge, six massive, foot wide, saying snow oh, no, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> I've never let him forget. They that. put it behind the toilets. I mean, come on! Oh, what a place to put a sign! <laughs> 
Kim, thank you so much. Oh, thank really you, appreciate no you as always. Thank you. Um, have a lovely weekend. And everything weekend. you do. And yeah, have a great one. Yes. Take care. Yeah, thanks. And you. Bye. Bye. Booking.com. The mother. I, I can't I, say it. I genuinely don't know how long I'm going to last into this section without getting really upset. They haven't paid us. You've probably guessed. Um, they haven't paid us. Um, we're, I don't think we're any closer to a resolution necessarily than, uh, than we were when we last talked about this on the podcast. Um, the, the last, the running total, because obviously it's a running total. We, we do get quite a bit of um, business through booking.com and people continuing to stay with us. And um, the way as it currently stands, we get the business. We just don't we've get got, the money. We've got no prospect of receiving the money. They owe us forty-six thousand pounds, money that's rightfully ours, money that's for bookings that um, d- were delivered in good faith. Some of which date back to February, um, and um, their support is non-existent. Their complaints procedure is um, uh, entirely non-compliant, and um, in my opinion, illegal. Um, you're not. There is no facility to escalate or yeah. to progress or to have anybody contact you. They lie consistently. Um, and um, we, we've still not been paid our money, um, which is obviously enormously frustrated. It has a huge knock-on effect. Um, we're a small family business, and ultimately we have staff to pay. Um, do you know what, though? You know There are thousands of operators in a similar boat, and mm-hmm. um, it has a massive impact on us because – um, we have lots of units, but on the flip side, I also feel for, I've got a coaching client who's just launched her first service accommodation um, unit. She's done an amazing job setting it all up, rightfully so. So she's very excited about uh, getting her first bookings, mm-hmm. a number yeah. of which have come through booking.com and now she's not being paid. And if that's your only unit, yeah. we have a we have a small one bedroom little studio in one of our multi-unit blocks that um, is... We're owed just on that one alone about two and a half to three thousand pounds. Mm. Um, luckily, in a sense, it, it, it flips swings and roundabouts, but luckily, it's part of a bigger block. Yeah. However, if that was your only little unit mm. and you were operating that as a lifestyle business, what do you do? You've got bills to pay. You've got mortgages to pay. We've got mortgages to pay. I think that yeah, and I think going back to it, I think that the most frustrating thing is the fact that you can't get anywhere like you they advise you to ring certain numbers which we've done on more than one occasion i mean you spent what two hours on the phone this week talking to them and then you just end up going round around in circles i think if you could actually talk to somebody that actually could make a decision you would feel better. The bottom line is that then as an organization they're not interested the um the, the support crew have clearly been instructed to kill any complaints and not to allow things to progress. Yeah. Um, and as much as they're very um, apologetic on the phone, which is fine on a personal level, but it's completely meaningless yeah. to us as a business, um, there is there is no suitable resolution. And we are told on multiple occasions that um, you know a member of the specialist team uh, as they call it, um, will be in touch with us. I don't think that team exists personally. <laughs> We've certainly I, never spoken to anyone. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting very cynical about the whole process. I mean, you know, 
I know you, you keep saying to me that you know we need to be careful what we say. I'm sort of reaching. I know you've you've probably gone beyond the, the end of your tether. I tend to bottle things up a little bit more and probably use the podcast as an opportunity to vent. Um, but I think that um, that. They're showing all the signs of a company in trouble. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know whether that's true. Um, they're showing all the signs of being in financial difficulties. There's a situation going on with Etsy at the moment uh, who are behaving in a very similar way, mm. and it's well documented that they are in financial difficulties. Um, we hope that that's not the case because that, that would make it even more difficult to extract our money. Um, but who knows? It's all speculation because we don't have any information to go on. No one's telling anybody anything. Yeah. And as I said, it's affecting thousands of hosts. It's not just us. Um, we do believe and have evidence that there is an issue with our account that predates this mm. system maintenance that they keep hiding behind. Um, and that is why our money is showing as paid out, but it is not arriving in our bank. In fact, we've contacted the bank, haven't we? Or you contacted the bank to just to double make sure yeah, that the bank no have absolutely So there's no sign of any um, payments queuing or anything on its way. Um, and have asked us to go back to booking.com for proof of payment, which they won't be able to provide because they haven't paid. Um, and, um, you know, we, we need we need somebody at booking.com to step up and listen. So, you know, we've been on social media, you know, we've been, you know, trying to get hold of the press, um, rightly or wrongly. Um, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of operators in our situation who are, um, uh, you know, are, are lost. Uh, they don't have a voice. Mm. Yeah, so actually shout out to those people. Message us if you are in this same position. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it will get resolved. I am sure it will get resolved. I don't know how at the moment. Um, we're certainly not receiving any assistance from booking.com or any kind of um, outline of, of a plan. There, there's been no communication at all. And that's what makes me worried. I've been, um, I've been, in and around and part of a, a working for a business that that collapsed financially a number of years ago, um, bef way before we ever got involved in property. And I just I just recognise a lot of these patterns, the the withholding, um, the, the the scripting of messages out mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So um, I hope that's not the way that things are going. But ultimately, it's it makes me cross because we are uh, in a solid position financially the business is doing well um this is money that's rightfully ours um you know we should be enjoying a nice relaxed summer ready to brace ourselves for the slightly slower mm -hmm. season in the autumn but we're not able to do that and um i know a number of hosts have been very vocal on social media and forums and the press around uh, booking.com's timing of this so-called system maintenance um, as yeah. it leads into the summer yeah. season which is when most hosts will make most of their money yeah. um, it's in, in, incredibly short-sighted but um, they don't care so the, the system uh, hasn't affected their invoicing no, no they continue to invoice us willy-nilly um, that that's uh, funny that isn't it that mm. that uh, so that, we still continue to pay book oh yeah and we're expected to pay commission on all of these uh, payments that have been withhold so um yeah we will be certainly seeking legal advice on that one and what um, recourse we have for compensation when all of this is said and done but ultimately um we're no further down the line we just want our money right yeah um so that is uh where we're at with the booking.com saga and i'm very conscious of not having a victim mentality to all of this we mm. but we are trying every possible avenue and eventuality to get some kind of direction from 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 this company um 
who are well known for 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 this sort of shocking level of support to hosts. Um, but uh, this is taking the biscuit. <laughs> so that's a wrap for episode 12 thank you so much for listening please like follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix and if you have a minute to leave us a review it really does help us to grow the podcast and reach more people uh do we have any cliffhangers got some obvious cliffs right (laughs) will booking.com ever pay us the money they have stolen i mean uh withheld from us and will eaton house Welcome. It's first guest next weekend. Oh, Very and exciting. I, can I add another one there? Mm-hmm. Will we actually choose our hairdresser? Will we get a hairdresser <laughs> in situ by the end of the week? Um, thank you to everybody that showed Jenna so much love over on Instagram last week. I'm sure there will be plenty of you that also want to uh, reach out and put an arm around Kim, who doesn't need it, by the way. She's a pretty tough cookie, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you did want to reach out to let us know you're listening, please do send us a DM or even better, a voice note over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Thanks again, everybody. We appreciate all of you. See you on the next episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm wearing wellies and uh, kagool. I don't even know if a kagool is still a thing anymore. Yeah, that's what everyone will be wearing. Yeah, absolutely. It's either that or a bin bag, isn't it? Back to your festival days. <laughs> Stick your mouth through a bin bag. <laughs> oh, it's my festival days. This is my festival days. Keep oh, my okay. <laughs> <laughs> 